and this is Father Casey coming at you for episode two. Woo, look at that. Episode one was such a, a hit success. It blew up uh, the internet. IT- it blew up the internet. <laughs> it destroyed the internet. That's why what, you guys crashed for a minute or two. Like, <laughs> what Corona couldn't do, St. Francis did. <laughs> Holy. Actually, we have no idea. We just posted a minute ago and we're just recording again right away. But what we're assuming it blew up it's the gonna internet. It's going to blow up. It's gonna, they're going to have like a minute of no internet. It's this gonna is going to be bigger than Serial. Did you ever watch? Did you listen to Serial? It was no. like the podcast that no, got I've people. No, I have no clue what Serial is. Serial was so popular. I know what Serial is, but I don't know what this podcast is. Serial was a podcast. Okay, okay. No, not Serial like the food. No, I get that. Serial like one after another, like, you know, a serial number. Like oh, S E R I A L. Got it. That is chemistry spelling right there. <laughs> it, um, Serial was such a popular podcast that it, um, and it was really well done. It was so well put together that it, um, people didn't know. It must have come out six, seven years ago, probably five or six years ago. And people didn't know how to download and listen to podcasts. So Serial actually had to teach people how to do it. It was like before podcasts were popular. Now right. everyone does it. Look, right, we're doing yeah. it. Everyone does podcasts. <laughs> but um, no, ours is going to be bigger than Serial. Okay. But yeah, that's cool. I still don't know what Serial is. That's fine. It's a podcast. It was no, just I, really I good. That. It was a good that. podcast <laughs> that was really popular. I believe it. I believe it. It's like the beginning of YouTube. The beginning of YouTube. What was the first YouTube video? Uh, ooh, that's like a trivia question. Trivia question. Find out and email us. Let us know. Did we get a prize? No. <laughs> uh, there, there was Pride, not Prize, was on a, a radio show I used to listen to um, a number of years ago. It's you're competing for Pride, oh, not, not for pride. a prize. Pride, <laughs> good, not good prize. Idea. That may be copywritten. Uh, we'll edit it in post-production if it is <laughs> yeah so um so now here we're back yeah episode two um and uh we we didn't quit <laughs> we didn't quit after two minutes but um yeah so today we want to talk about uh essentially like the mission of saint francis catholic and um why we're here what we're doing and kind of like our de- identity and so i'm just gonna read off the the mission statement that's you know on the every Creating a mission statement is like one of the worst things I ever had to do. Oh, geez. I mean, Why is that? well, I just wanted to go with like the gospel, like go and make disciples of all nations or something. That's but a like, good mission statement. It's a great mission statement, but our Lord stole it for the Catholic Church. And so I don't think he stole it. He made it now. He made it. You're right. <laughs> we can't steal it from the church. Right, right, right. I mean, we could, but people would be like, well, that's not, that's a, just that's like, not a real mission statement. Right, right, right. That's just scripture. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we're gonna we're just gonna read the mission statement that we do have, um, which is Saint Francis Catholic exists to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and build up the next generation of evangelical Catholics through the means of affirmative orthodoxy, intellectual formation, liturgical beauty, and rich devotion. Whoever wrote that should get a prize. Or do you mean pride? <laughs> <laughs> should be so proud. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that is our parish in a nutshell. Yeah. That's like it's very scary to think like people are gonna judge our parish on the internet based upon this a mission, mission statement. statement, not upon like being here and knowing us, but like a mission statement has to 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 capture so much of of who we are and what we right. do without people ever meeting us. I mean, that's what you get with the internet now. That is what you get with the internet. People find us on the internet, you know, and some cool people have actually found us on the internet. And have come here That's and reached true. out. And it's really cool uh, yeah. the way that that happened. We can uh, talk more about that at a later date. Um, but, yeah, so that is our mission statement that we um, – and those four principles, um, we wanted to just dive a little bit deeper into uh, what they are 
and how do they define what we do? So what's the first one, Julia? Um, so the first one is affirmative orthodoxy. And what is that? Uh, so from what I think it is, affirmative orthodoxy is kind of like not being ashamed of being Catholic and like really taking on the identity and not. Mm, you're probably better at explaining affirmative orthodoxy. Well, no, it is. that's exactly it, though. We're not ashamed of it. We um we are proudly Catholic, but that we um we're not ashamed of of our of our church's teaching. Uh, the orthodoxy is the is the true teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the true teaching of the Catholic Church, but that we present it in a way which is joyful, right? Right? We wanna we want a joyful orthodoxy. We want um the the church's teaching sets us free, like. The truth of the gospel, it, it liberates us. In libertatem gloriae filiorum Dei, in the glorious freedom of the children of God. That was actually just in, um, in morning prayer this morning um, that priests pray the Lord of the Hours every day. And that's a section from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And Christ set us free um, for in libertatem gloriae filiorum Dei, the glorious freedom of the children of God. And so orthodoxy is not meant to be uh, like a shackle. Like, oh, right. us poor Catholics were so um, burdened. Yeah. By and the why, would, why would you want to be Catholic if it's such a burden? Right. You know, like, why would, why would you want to come to a place that's not joyful? You know, you, you kind of want to be somewhere because it, these people are happy. These people are, like, living, like, the life of Jesus Christ. The joy, the joy of the gospel. Uh, yeah, Pope right, Francis, right. Uh, you know, his first uh, encyclical that he wrote on his own, the first one was um, a continuation of Pope Benedict showing the continuity between their thought. But then uh, the joy of the gospel, Pope Francis' first solo encyclical, or um, no, it was an apostolic exhortation. Oh, dang it, Father Casey. Uh, whatever it was, Pope Francis wrote the joy of the gospel, <laughs> Evangelii Gaudium. And it, um, that's it. We're supposed to have joy. And right. I think that that's something that we wanted that to be the first point in our mission statement is this affirmative orthodoxy, that it's true. It's the truth of the right. gospel. It's gospel truth, but that it's joyful. We're happy about it. We're not... We're not living some kind of chained down, burdensome life. Right. We are living joy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably a really good one to put first. Yeah. So, um, and then what else do we do? Um. So the uh, I'll just the next um one in the mission statement is intellectual formation, which uh, has actually probably really grown in the last year. It it has um it kind changed. of grows sporadically and changes. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes intellectual formation is just whatever i want to talk about um <laughs> and we're gonna get some more intellectual formers going in there i think you're gonna start helping with um teaching a little bit and doing yeah some, yeah some of the rca stuff and right different things but yeah so uh yeah the intellectual formation i mean what the last the last year the classes what what have you held was it's been a lot of random classes actually that's true <laughs> it's, you're it's right it's been really, been really random classes. it's been really random <laughs> Um, we did uh, an instruction of sacred scripture. We did a three-part introduction to moral theology. Actually, all of these are available on the podcast. Um, just farther down, if you check them out, they're all there. Uh, and then we were doing. Um, what did we start during Corona? We started. We talked about well, so we we did the doctrinal formation. Yeah. So we changed. We kind of made a doctrinal formation instead of intellectual formation, but it's really all the that same. Doctrinal formation is pretty good to have, though. Yeah. No. So doctrinal formation as opposed to intellectual formation. So uh, intellectual formation is like the bigger umbrella. Right. Doctrinal formation is specifically teaching about the doctrine, the teaching of the church. I see. Right. And so doctrinal formation is. Like intellectual formation, we have a, a group that does, um, we have a reading group 
that they read uh, G.K. Chesterton's uh, Orthodoxy and they're reading The Lord of the Rings now. Like that's intellectual formation as well uh, because it's it's a Catholic culture is so much part right. of the Catholic intellectual tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, doctrinal formation is a subset of intellectual formation. Okay. And doctrinal formation focuses on teaching um, the, the doctrine of the church, the, the uh, what does the church teach, and it's conveying that to mm-hmm. those who care. So we uh, we did that on Zoom for a little while, and those were those were pretty cool. Yeah, those are, those are really cool. You also talked about angels. We had angels. Yeah, I was just gonna say formation. that. I love talking about <laughs> angels. Angels. Is, I had a class in Rome on angels. It was a whole semester just on angels, and I loved it so much. In fact, uh, one of my best friends, who maybe we could get uh, as a guest on the podcast, Father Chris Seiler, he um, poor him. After my um, after I'd get done with my class on angels, it was a night class. It was um, I think it was six to eight p.m. And then I'd have well, then I you have to walk a mile and a half home. So and then um, you also probably haven't had dinner yet either. So it um, was it six to eight or five to seven? I can't remember. Whatever it was, it was was the end. It was the end of the day, right? right? It was the last class offered, and then it um, no, it was I think it was five to seven. I'm an old man. Seven o'clock is late for me, um, but you were an old man when you took the class. I was no, I, I was. I was an I was an old man at the age I've of twenty five. I've never been an old 26. man. Yes, I've always been old. Um, anyway, I'm, an, anyway. I'm an old soul. Anyway, Father Siler, I would get home to the seminary, and we lived down the same hall. And he, then I would just go and sit in his room and talk to him about angels, about angels, and tell him everything I learned in class. <laughs> and so poor him had to listen every week. Um, or was it, we maybe met two days a week and he would always have to like, listen to what I was saying about angels. angels. And so he got the class on angels no credits without getting any credit just by having me sit there and tell him about all these things. I love talking about angels. Angels are pretty cool though. They will do a podcast on angels. Oh, that would be be fun. That'd be really cool. That would be really cool. We'll get Sheila involved too because Sheila has had some- We could try and force Kasha we could definitely get Kasha in. We could get we could get all our friends. She's gonna hear this and be like, "I did not sign up for that." No, but you know, here at St. Francis, you end up doing a lot of things you didn't sign up for. That, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad idea. But Sheila has had questions about angels. Yeah. Since that class. Oh, really? And I still haven't answered them because we haven't had a chance to go back to it because we're so um, random. And then we started a little bit of Latin. Yes, um, we did. We're start we're Latin. working on that a little at a time. Father Reggie Foster used to teach at the Gregorian University in Rome, and he has a book, uh, Osa Latinitati. So, oh, you hear our bell? Oh, I do hear the bell. I do hear the bell. The bell's ringing. Uh, we have a bell that rings in the bell I'm tower now. I'm so excited about and this And so that means that it's 3 o'clock, um, which is getting late in the day. But, yeah, we have a bell that reminds that us what time old. it is. <laughs> and um, anyway, Father Reggie Foster has a book, Osa Latinitati Sola. And so uh, the, the mere bones of Latin. And so we're trying to learn a little bit of Latin, too, and maybe this upcoming year we'll do a little bit of Greek. Anyway, as you can tell, it's very rando. It's basically— Yeah, it is, it is not a structured— We may add some structure. That's um, Yeah, but, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just, just very random. St. Jose Maria Escriva, whose feast day is tomorrow, but by the time you're listening, unless we impatiently just upload this right away, his feast day may be today. You never know for when you're listening. Or if you're listening to a couple years down the road, his feast day was whenever— um, he would say virtue without order, a strange virtue, right? That if we think that we have virtue without having order as part of it, that's a very strange virtue. That's not how virtue grows. Virtue is always very orderly. And so intellectual formation, we maybe do need to be a little bit more structured, but the goal is to continue learning about our faith. Right. There's so much there in the Catholic intellectual tradition. 
And we just got to keep, we want, you need curiosity. You need to want to learn about the, you, that, and have excitement and mm-hmm. love for, for the whole intellectual tradition right. of the faith. Which probably kind of pulls on affirmative orthodoxy too, because because of this desire to learn and to grow, you're having a joy to like spread the faith. It's all tied together. And if it wasn't intended, then the Holy Spirit just made sure that it was all tied together. <laughs> cool. Thanks, so <laughs> affirmative orthodoxy, intellectual formation. What's point number three? Uh, liturgical beauty. Whoa. What, is we, what do we do for that? Uh, ooh, so we do a lot of things here, actually. Um, but you'd probably be better at explaining that one at first. And Julia, <laughs> no. You're good at explaining stuff, too. Uh, People are going to get sick of my voice. This is going to be like the last time we talked about the podcast where someone just talks all by themselves like we can't turn this into that I, okay, okay okay no okay. but go ahead what do you what um, do you what, how, what's been your experience of liturgical specifically not just liturgy but liturgical beauty so explain a little bit more Francis. what you want me to explain right so <laughs> like so, ask me a question no but like so what has been is the liturgy at saint francis beautiful yes what yeah. makes it beautiful um, uh, philosophically, we could talk about what makes something beautiful, but that's not what I'm asking. Like, what what about liturgical beauty mm. helps build this into a into a, a thriving parish? I mean, obviously, we have Sarah, our music director, who's right. awesome, and she just does a great job. Has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, yeah but that's why for sure. why do we want beautiful liturgy? Um, I mean, it would, it would keep the people coming back. Yeah, that's a very but, practical way. Yes. But more than that, um, there's something about the worship. This is the worship of God. Right. Mass isn't meant to be ugly, right? The yeah, sacraments, they're not, they're not meant to be ugly. And unfortunately, uh, so many times in so many places, they are. Yeah. It's, it's very ugly. It's very sloppy. Um, but that we are um, here, we want a certain um, beauty to what we right. do because of the dignity of, of what we're celebrating. Yeah, I, I will say that the, the Mass is always celebrated with like great reverence, which is I think is very, very important, especially since... Um, that kind of spreads to the, the people in the congregation, too. We, right. By the very way that the liturgy is celebrated here at St. Francis, you should learn about the majesty of God. Yeah. More like, than just what we say. That's all part of it. Right. When, when I start, first started coming here, that's kind of what I noticed was that it wasn't just um, the priests celebrating the Mass that like loved God. It was also like the people going and um, just like learning like through the congregation as well. Uh, yeah. I agree. It um, we we want the 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 reverence to be to be something that's caught as much as it's taught, and so by having you know the church actually as well, we we try to um, have things always be very clean and very dignified. Um, we want our our you know the linens are are well pressed and right. nicely folded. Um, the the vestments are dignified. Um, that we the beauty in the liturgy is meant to be a um it's it's meant to be something that that without using words teaches us about the the love that we should have mm-hmm. for almighty god right devotion within now devotion is going to be our next point yeah. but devotion and reverence and piety within the liturgy help us understand that here this is more than just about a communal gathering it's more than just about um, just friends hanging out friends hanging out that this is we're involved in the worship of god right and so we want um therefore our our liturgical life the communal prayer of the people involved in this community um should be dignified Mm -hmm. and and that beauty is is such a mark of that that um and so so the beautiful sacred music program that sarah has built and uh really worked to implement and and taught you know to the to the community 
um, the different uh, ways that we we celebrate the liturgy 100% in keeping with the um, rubrics of the church. And that then goes back to as well, affirmative orthodoxy, mm-hmm. that that to do what the church says to do in the liturgy is not a burden. I, oh, I can't make up my own thing. Right, right, that right. It's like, no, I get to take part in this in this universal worship mm-hmm. of the church. Yeah, and I also will say that there's also this um, certain care to detail. Yes. To here. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's Every detail is Small things. I don't, I don't know where I heard this from, but it was just... Um, even even like the little paintings on top of, it was it was about like a, talking about cathedrals, but um someone said like even the little paintings, no one's gonna see them at the top of the ceiling, but it's for God, you know this this is for God, so just every little detail. Right, everything we do here, it's just it's all it's for God, and, right? And when um, and that that may not be something that is verbally expressed, but people learn it by by the just the fact that just by looking you know like you can you can notice small small things and i mean at the end of the day if we're talking going back to affirmative orthodoxy you know we keep going back but um that's it we got to go keep (laughs) going back because it's all related yeah but if 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 you do it out of love for god it's not going to be hard to pay attention to this small detail right and if and you know i actually without being maybe i'm a little too micromanagerial or meticulous in these things but like no it's we, we should do it out of, like, we put flowers on the altar. Now, that, again, that ties into a bit of devotion, but that it is, um, we put flowers on the altar, and they should be always put out with love, and mm-hmm. we should remember to put them out because they're there, you know, to, to adorn the f- altar with flowers uh, out of love and paying attention to those mm-hmm. little details, and, you know, things need to be in the right spot, and it's not like, oh, it's good enough. Like, yeah, yeah sometimes right. something needs to be good enough to move on, um, but... You can't, you can't cross the border where you're a perfectionist. Right. But but it also because perfectionism can sometimes come from a type of I need to uh, I need to earn God's love like no no right, God right. God loves me you know I'm a I'm a son or a daughter mm-hmm. of God like God loves me but I um yeah like therefore I, I should return love with love mm-hmm. and that is just through um through through being attentive to little details you know uh, our Lord said in the gospel today like whoever hears these words of mine and acts on them. Like we got to do stuff about this. We can't just like, oh yeah, no, I I understand. I hear that. No, act upon it. Right. All right, cool. And what's our fourth yeah, point? Yeah. So the fourth point is going to, is rich devotion. Um, and I I feel like you can just see this through a lot of what we have here and what we offer, um, like the daily mass, holy hour, um, meditations that are preached. Uh, and the and things or? like uh, praying the rosary, you know, right, we, right. we have a group that prays the rosary every morning, and even during the the Corona shutdown, you know, we we did keep the church building open, and and right. it, it only got down to one person for a couple of weeks there, but she was still here every day and praying the rosary, um, that you know, Stations of the Cross, but but rich devotional life is mm-hmm. that we 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 um. We honor our Lord and Our Lady and the saints, right? And we do that. Um, the the adjective, um, uh, the yeah, the adjective rich there, like that. We we really do it. Um, we do it up. Like we we love right. it. We're, our devotional life is full, right? We got yeah. a full it's devotion. It's like overflowing. True devotion. It's true. It's full. Mm-hmm. It's overflowing. It um, yeah. So so do you experience that devotional life? Like oh, here? for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I. I to pull on like just being a university student um with the parish so close i could just come here you know when i needed to like in between classes i mean not right now obviously it's summer also coronavirus but um 
when I was able to, like, I could just come here, like, the doors were open, and then also, like, most times, I would always sometimes see people in here, like, depending on the hour of day, but, like, most times, there's, like, people coming in and out. Oh, yeah, people, like, uh, we, we keep our church doors open. I believe any, any building, excepting your home, which you keep locked for safety reasons, but any public <laughs> building that's locked, um... 23 hours a day 22 and a half hours a day you know there are some churches that they open it up at like seven o'clock they say mass at 7 30 and they lock it back up by 8 15 and it's locked the whole rest of the day like any building that's locked uh except for an hour and a half a day should be closed permanently like we we this is the church right. god lives here yeah gotta keep the doors unlocked and open within reason as much as possible right, of course, of course. so that people can um can come and pray and they do. They really yeah, people, people come and people pray really here. Yeah, people really do come here. I I've seen it. Um, just like in and out. You know, even just stopping in and like saying hello to God. Um, I still haven't met my goal. You know, I I want it to be harder to get a parking spot here than it is at the mall up the street. Right. I haven't gotten that yet. Um, you, with well, with how, Corona, maybe there has there's been a lot of parking <laughs> at the mall. But <laughs> you might have, you might have gotten it without realizing it. Maybe, but um, no, um, I really want it to be harder goal. to get yeah. parking here than it is at the mall. Um. And any time of the day, right? That people should be coming in and out to pray. I asked everyone in the parish to stop it. You know, I was, um, and this may be a, a topic, a whole nother topic, but I remember I was at a conference and a friend of mine, uh, Father Victor from Alabama, um, he just kind of stopped me. We were at uh, dinner and he said, what would success look like for you? Like, what, what do you want to see happen? Like, just name, like, what do you actually want, right? Mm -hmm. Don't be so all over the place. Like, what does success look like? What's one practical thing you want to see? I said, I'd want every person who's associated with our parish to come here to pray for five minutes a day. Like, that's what I yeah. want. I want every person to stop in here. Jesus lives at 1755 Stanley mm -hmm. Street. Like, I want people to come and pray and to spend time with him and to love him. Right. And so we... um that is is what i want and, and so we're working you know i want people to stop and pray five minutes a day and there's actually i, I preached that about two years ago a little Have less you a year seen and a half ago i've seen some people not a huge increase but there right. are some people i notice they do it and they do it oh, every wow. day oh wow and they're here and it's like oh here's so-and-so and here's so-and-so and, and they've they been coming just daily stop daily to see stop. Jesus. Uh, uh again going back to saint jose maria he was so um i think it was um john the milkman and he, because he was outside, he saw these milk bottles outside the church. He's like, what's going on? Like, and inside was John the Milkman. And John the Milkman, as he was going delivering his milk, would just stop in and say, hi, Jesus. It's John the Milkman. Like, and that, that'd be so beautiful, right? Just to stop in. Uh, that's actually a, another reason why I'm so excited by our, our bells, because it's like a reminder, like, we're here. Right. The bells currently ring when the church is open. We don't have them ringing at night. Um, but they're, they're ringing when the church is open. It's like a reminder, like stop in, like there's something going on here. Go walk in, you know, say hello to our Lord. Jesus lives here. Like right. God, God himself. Yeah. I'm so present. excited to hear these bells on campus. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to turn them up. If you can't hear them on campus, we're going to do, like, I'll let you know. Don't worry. We're going to do testing and see if you wear on campus, you can hear them and can't hear them. And then we'll, um, I wonder if you we'll can hear them up. in the buildings. Probably not. No, you can barely hear them in our buildings. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, um, right here. But, but it'll depend because, like, in the in the winter, you're not using the air conditioning, so it's not quite as loud. Right, right. So maybe. That makes sense. But know. if you could hear them in buildings on campus, the neighbors so are going to cool. hate me. Oh. It'd be really cool. But the <laughs> Ruh -ruh. neighbors would be so angry at me. Maybe maybe they'll come more often then and stop by and see Jesus. Oh, maybe, hey, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be? Or maybe they'll get upset and they'll um, move. I don't. I like our neighbors, so I hope they don't move. But if they do, maybe they'll, they give, but maybe they'll give me the house. 
And oh, then we get his own more property. It could become student Catholic student housing. That would be that'd really be, cool. That'd be an awesome intention. That'd that would be, be an awesome. I neighbors, mean, that would be terrible if we made someone move No, we out. wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. But we are gonna have our bells ringing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's we're, good though. We're just not doing it at two in the morning. In Rome, it is St. Peter's rings every hour, every fifteen minutes, all through the night. What's the point though of ringing every fifteen minutes at it's, night? It's how you tell time. Oh. And so, like, if you wake up, all you got to do is just wait. Within 15 minutes, if you don't know what time it is, because optimal sleep, you're not looking at your clock. <laughs> you just wait for the St. Peter's bell to go off, and it tells you what time it is. And it's but how would you know if it's like 2.15, 3.15, 4.45? Because it, like, it does. It rings like ding, 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 oh, like 2.15. Oh. Or if it's 2.30, it's like, or if it's 3.30, it's ding, 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 ding. Oh, so. That's my bell sound. <laughs> but it, so it says the hour first and then the minute. No, it's the minute. It's what quarter of an hour it is. I so it's see. one, two, three, or a full four, and then it's the amount of hour. um. It's then it's the amount of hours. What do, what do we have for our bells? Just the on the hour, and it just is it's how just whatever, it's whatever it is. hour it is. So it just rang. It's three o'clock. So it just rang three times. Oh. At six o'clock, it'll that ring six sense. times. Oh, I understand. Yep. So what about before mass and before holy hour? Before mass, it'll ring ten minutes before mass. To tell everyone to get in the building, and it doesn't ring right now before holy hour. Oh, um, are we yeah. gonna change? No, because it's before mass. It's meant to be a oh, bell. Okay. 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 Another very funny story is uh, I was doing a retreat in a monastery uh, before being ordained a priest. Every every priest has to go on a five day retreat. Actually, before you get ordained, so every before diaconate ordination, before priest ordination, and then men are ordained bishops. Same thing. They got to do a retreat, and then um, I was doing this retreat, and I was at a monastery. And I, um, and in a monastery, they ring the bells five or ten minutes before you need to be in the chapel for something. So wh- for any of the hours of prayer, they ring the bells. They also ring the bells for the angels at noon. Oh, and so I was sweet. doing something in my in my room, and I was like writing uh, or reading, and uh, I heard the bells. I just jumped up and I like made my way down to the chapel, and there's no one there. And I said to the <laughs> brother, I'm like. Right, this is in Italian. Where, where is that? Where is everybody? He's like, oh, what a buon monaco you are! Like, what a good monk you are! Aww. No, it's just the Angelus. You don't have to come to the chapel right now. What a good monk you are that you hear the bells and you run to the church, right? Aww. But that's the idea that you hear the bells, and so it's supposed to be for mass. So we don't. Okay. Do it. We're not gonna do it before adoration because I don't want. Are you doing it at five though? Well, I mean, technically, it'll ring the hours. Okay, it'll ring the hour okay. at five. It won't. It won't. Uh, also, we're trying to start it slow so that the neighbors um, Don't get used you. to it. We'll get used to it, right? It's about getting used to it. Right. And then slowly you can do maybe a little bit more. The volume could go a little bit higher once you're used to it. So, But we want to give everyone a good charity a chance they to have a, They it. have the summer to, to, to watch <laughs> all of our neighbors listen to this and then they organize a petition to get <laughs> oh, me to like geez. stop the bells. That'll be great. So, um, <laughs> but all that, even that, though, the bells are part of the rich devotion right. that we yeah, love. No, yeah, like, sure. we, we love what we're doing. We want to call people to it. And yeah. so, rich devotion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are, so those, so, Julia, what are the four points of our uh, mission statement? Yes. So, the four points are affirmative orthodoxy, intellectual formation, liturgical beauty, and rich devotion. And that is what we try to do uh, here at St. Francis. So, um, what a joy to just talk a little bit about what I really think, you know, I haven't looked at that mission statement in over a year, but I do think. Um, well, so uh, do you think it's true? Do you see it in the church? I do. Yeah, I really do. I think that even without 
like the mission statement just gives voice to what we're already trying to do. Right. So it so is, when you first when you first wrote it, um, well, we had a different mission statement that then we changed about a year ago. Um, yeah, and uh, but this one was a you know same basic thing but different tenants. Okay. Because you can try to make a mission statement before you really know what you're doing. Um, right. But then what we found is like okay now like uh, as we've been doing this for a year last summer. We so you updated it. We updated it. Okay, exactly. Okay, I see, we, I see. we updated it so that we could um have a little bit better um it, it more coincided with what we found we were doing right. and and then we just keep doing it and mm-hmm. these are things that we've grown in like even when i started intellectual formation i didn't do it because it's in the mission statement right but it's just it part just of the yeah. it's part of the spirit of what we're doing here it's mm-hmm. the it's part of um it's just who we are yeah. that we do these things and so they just happen so there we go yeah podcast number two if the first one didn't break the internet this one's gonna crush it that's for sure yeah. and if the first one did break the internet and the internet made a little recovery this is this just gonna, gonna this gonna it's the one two punch right yeah and who knows it's gonna take every little depending on when you're listening to this will determine how patient i am <laughs> in just putting this out right away or do we sit on it for a little while or? i think i think we should wait till tomorrow at least tomorrow. Oh no, we're not gonna put it out today. That's, no, no. that's a good idea. The question is, do we wait till next week? Oh, this is not a normal thing. The, the, the audience gets to hear, but we're just all real here. We're just <laughs> just putting it all out there. Well, anyway, um, well, what a joy to to talk a little bit about our mission here. So, um, thank you for listening to the Saint Francis Catholic Chat. I'm Father Casey. I'm Julia, and we'll see you next time. Alrighty.